Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast. My name is Tyler Pruitt, and I am the host and the founder of this show. The goal of the Rise, Kill, Eat podcast is to share the values, the ideas, and the conversations around what we are the most passionate about, God, freedom, and the great outdoors. This has been an incredible experience for me personally, and I know you guys have enjoyed the show as well. If you have not already subscribed to the show, go ahead and do so because I've been working hard to schedule some awesome future guests and I'm looking forward to being able to share these conversations with you guys. So real quick, go ahead and push that subscribe button on the podcast platform you're listening on right now. I'm excited to share the conversation I had with my guest on the Rise Kelly podcast today. Jordan Miller is the owner and operator of the brand Run to Gun. Run to Gun provides hunters and outdoorsmen with premier preparation resources and Jordan has put together a great brand that offers superior training programs as well as a line of dietary supplements in order to prepare you for your next hunt. I've had the opportunity to try Run to Gun's Seeker supplements as well as the daily multivitamin and I have to tell you that I am incredibly impressed with what Jordan has put together. Prior to taking Seeker, I struggled with the worst mid-afternoon groggy feelings where I had like no energy. Uh, I had to rely on coffee just to kind of get me going. I mean, there was many times where I'd have to brew a cup of coffee just to get me through the day, it feels like. And don't get me wrong, I love coffee. I love the taste. I'm an avid coffee lover. But to rely on that in order to get me through the day without, you know, wanting to lay down on the couch and take a nap, which was, of course, affecting my ability to be productive, was just, it was becoming an issue for many reasons. But once I started Seeker, these mid-afternoon tired feelings have all but gone away. I haven't experienced any sense. Seriously, it feels great to be able to have that focus and be able to have that in the afternoon. I feel more focused. I have a healthy amount of energy with no jitters. And on top of all that, it tastes great. I tried the countryside strawberry flavor. I mean, I have to tell you, it tastes incredible. So if you're interested in checking out Run to Gun supplements and products after you hear Jordan tell all about it, then head over to runtogun.com. That's R-U-N, the number two, gun.com and check out some of those products there also use the promo code rise kill eat 25 at checkout and you'll take 25 percent off of your order so run to gun.com use promo code rise kill eat all lowercase the number two the number five and you'll take 25 percent off of your order there so that is a huge discount on products that are already reasonably priced so again make sure you take advantage of that this code was specifically made for you guys rise kill eat podcast faithful so make sure you check it out today but don't just take my word for it i really enjoyed this conversation that i had with jordan where we discussed the importance of being healthy jordan's own podcast entitled entitled the live beyond average podcast and of course more of the details on all of the products and services that run to gun offers so be sure to connect with him and let's go ahead and dive into my talk with him today So I am here with Jordan Miller. So Jordan, man, I appreciate you being on the Rise Kelly podcast with me. This is uh, this is really cool to be able to connect with you, and I appreciate you being on here. Heck yeah, man. I am stoked. I was pumped last week when you reached out, and we connected a little bit there and got these schedules worked out. So I've been excited since for about a week to get on here, man. 
Yeah, man. It's it's certainly my pleasure because I've been following you for a while now. I first uh, heard your story whenever you were discussing with uh, Colin Cotter on his Activate the Hunt podcast. I think it was, heck, I think that was maybe, I don't know, maybe a year or so yeah. ago. Yeah. Whenever you were on this show. And I, I started following you then and just, uh, you know, watching your mentality and watching you, you know, like share your story and that kind of thing. It's always been, been really cool. And it's been encouraging for me, uh, especially when it comes to health and that kind of thing. And we'll definitely dive into that. But man, how things are going? How, how are they going right now with this crazy world that we <laughs> right you know i'm like one of those guys who like when things get crazy i like just throw my blinders on and go the opposite direction and just keep doing what i want to do it just yeah. like you get so you know mind enthralled with stuff so easily if you like just want to let it consume you and it just takes you off focus so fast like and we've all had days or hours or whatever it is with all of this but man i don't know i always feel like i just try to like turn the other way and stay focused on on what i need to do um just because i don't know i guess i i have faith that things are going to work out the way they're supposed to so i just stay focused on on what i'm trying to do i stay focused on the long term and uh keep you know doing daily things that i know are going to help get me there so yeah i think that's probably good mentality and that's something that i try to do often i mean it's just like with the whole social media and the whole media you know everything is they're always trying to inundate you with information and there's and most of the time 99 percent of the time it's usually not necessarily even information you want to hear and it's just <laughs> i know it crazy how uh how like in this everything that's going on it's just how crazy how you know we can become uh, we can lose that focus, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We can lose that focus on what's actually important and we can focus on all these other things that don't necessarily, you know, have an impact on, you know, the things that matter the most. And for me, like it's my, my wife and kids here in, here in our roof, as long as I, ha- I can provide for them and I can uh, protect them and that kind of thing and everything else, I'm just going to keep charging on and just kind of focus on the things that matter. So I can definitely relate to that. I 100% agree with you, man, 100%. But, yeah, everything else is pretty awesome. You know, we've had a hot couple weeks here. I'm up in South Dakota, and it has been really hot for June. We've had a ton of wind the last two weeks, which we get wind in South Dakota a lot, but it's been it's been just hot and windy the last few weeks. So we're ready. It's, it's been good, man. I'm, I'm pumped for some hot weather. So. so you're up here in South Dakota. Did you get any uh, spring bear hunting done? Did not, did not. I have okay. uh, some buddies that, you know, it's, it's pretty common for guys to just drive over to Montana and gotcha. uh, hit up, you know, hit up a short week of spring bear hunting or something. But to tell you, that I have never done that. It's on the list of things to do. I just haven't gotten around. I tell myself every year, like, oh yeah, next spring, we're going to jump over and do it. And then spring rolls around and I got 72 other things on the docket to do. So <laughs> it'll happen. Yeah, that's spring season, man. It's always seems like it's pretty busy and you know, there's always all kinds of different things going on. I know like the fall obviously gets a lot of the, the hunting credit mm-hmm. as far as you know, going the hunting season, but there's a lot of things going on in the spring too, and it seems like, you know, with work and career and life, like spring's always seems like it's like it's a busy time for a lot of people. I know it is for me especially, but yeah, I know a lot of people it's pretty busy. Yeah, it is for me too. I mean you're you're gearing up for a busy summer of training, you know, for us, you know, we're getting all the people that want want to get in shape during the summer months, you know, that are, are ready to rock, ready to get ready for fall potentially. Um, so spring is busy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So how long have you been up there in South Dakota? Is that where you grew up? Is that, is that home for you? Yeah, born and raised South Dakota. I grew up uh, 
kind of like central portion of the state, a little town called Murdo, 500 people uh, right off the interstate. And uh, basically we have Interstate 90 going east and west, and we have uh, Highway 83 going north and south, which goes from Canada to Mexico. So it's kind of like, you know, a little tourist, you know, stop, get gas point, but really small town, small high school, 13 kids in my class, married one of them. So there you go. <laughs> super small. Are good. <laughs> exactly. Super, super small town, but there wasn't a lot to do. You know, it was um, Western South Dakota. So it was hunting or you were in the gym, you know, um, unless you were going to be out getting in trouble or something, which a lot of people did too. Um, so it was, it was, you know, you didn't have a ton of choices. It was work, you know, work for, for your family business, you know, go out hunting or hit the weight room or be putting up shots. In, on the court so that was that was my childhood basically yeah I gotcha so you've been hunting for a while then it sounds like then so how did that kind of how did you first get involved with hunting who was it that introduced you you know who kind of that put that that outdoors bug I guess quote unquote so to speak into into your uh, mentality yeah for sure so uh, I was lucky, you know, you, you hear some stories of guys, you know, not getting in, into it till later because their dads weren't, you know, hunters or whatever. But yeah. my whole family was, uh, you know, I, my dad put a pellet gun in my hand when I was four or five years old and I was out, you know, shooting sparrows in the backyard as he's teaching me. But I got to, you know, see him come home from, from hunts um, when I was really little, when I, I was too small to go with him. Um, and then my grandpa hunted as well. My great uncles were very accomplished hunters. Um, and we would go out to their cabins out in the Black Hills, uh, you know, growing up. And their whole lodge or cabin would be, you know, lined with big mule deer. You know, some of the first elk um, that were elk takes issued in South Dakota. Uh, my uncle had giant elk, you know, bighorn sheep, mountain goats. So I really looked up to these guys from that standpoint as well. Obviously, they were great men which is why i looked up to them but the, from the hunting side as well was just so cool because you'd go into their places and they'd have all these trophies and memories and they would tell you the stories and then as a kid what are you doing right you're dreaming about these same type of adventures you're dreaming about someday having a wall as awesome as theirs um and so you know i looked forward so much to every year of the hunting season and even when i couldn't hunt yet um, to just hear their stories, to finally be able to tag along. Um, and that, that was how I just got into it, man. And it just, it was, it was consuming. And then you have a couple friends that are, are the same way. And, and man, our falls were spent getting out of school and j- jumping out maybe and, and jumping out to a little piece of public land and shooting a few grouse or pheasants right after school, you know, deer season, it was, you know, head right out right away. The opener was obviously looked forward to just like it is today. Um, and dude, it was awesome. We would get up early during deer season as well. And even hunt the morning and I would come in. I remember a couple different times I would come in, you know, I'd miss almost all of first period school and I'd come in and luckily my, one of my teachers that one year I had, he was an avid hunter as well. And so you could easily get him off course talking about hunting and I'd come in (laughs) with five minutes left of period and I'd kind of sneak in and he'd he'd catch me coming in and he'd just look at me and goes, did you get anything? And I'd be like, not, not this morning. He was like, well, I'm glad you have your priorities straight. <laughs> <laughs> didn't care one bit, you know, like he knew, he knew how important it was. I just thought that was yeah. awesome. 
that, you know, it was a limited time during the year. He knew I was out with my dad. Like, he just, he, he just knew, you know, like, there's always going to be school, you know, but there's only two weeks of deer hunting kind of thing. Right. <laughs> so it was pretty neat. That's awesome. I'm a teacher also, and uh, I know I have some students also that <laughs> they know that if they want to get me talking about something other than what I should be talking about, then go ahead and mention, you know, deer or turkey hunt. like that because then after that man it's gonna we're gonna be sitting there talking for another five ten minutes about uh you know whatever they whatever they wanted to not necessarily what i wanted wanted to talk about so i can definitely relate to that that's awesome (laughs) yeah that's sweet but yeah going back to a little bit uh you know being a kid and having those mentors i mean i think it's just important for for kids to have people in their lives that are going to you know be a positive role model and be somebody that you can look up to that's something that I want to obviously want to do with, with my kids. I have a, a right. six year old little boy and a four year old little girl and both of them, like I want to be an example for them, for my son. I want to be an example, of course, for, you know, like I want to be like dad, you know, one yeah. day. And then for my daughter, I want to be an example of, I want somebody like dad one day, you know what I'm exactly. saying? So, so just having that, that, uh, those people in our lives and those older people that can kind of be a mentor and it's just plays a huge part. And especially when it comes to like like hunting and being in the outdoors and that kind of thing. My dad, he kind of first introduced me to hunting with uh, some whitetail down here in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, growing up and that kind of thing, we always went out and during rifle season hunted during those two or three weeks that it was, it was just so, so cool to be able to have that relationship with somebody that is older. I know that's something that you can relate to. Dude, completely. And like, you nailed it. Like I have that connection with you as well. I have a five and a half little girl and a three and a half little boy. So kind of spaced out the same as yours. And and you nailed it with that, (laughs) your description, you know, it's, I feel the exact same way. Um, it, it, it matters, man. It really does. It really does. And it, the way I see it is like, if me as a dad, you know, if, if, if I can't make an impact in my kid's life, then the way I see it is that other people will, and I want to be able to be somebody that is going to be, of course, like I said, a role model. But at the same time, those those other people that could potentially influence them, like nine out of ten times, it's probably going to be somebody that I don't necessarily want them to be influenced by. Especially in this, like we were mentioning before, this this crazy world that we're living in. And it's just, it's a it's an important role that we have as dads, an important role that we have as husbands, and. It's, you know, that translates over to, of course, hunting and being somebody that can, of course, be somebody that can show them, you know, how to appreciate animals and how to appreciate the process and, you know, working hard for achieving a goal and those kinds of things. And that's really why I like, you know, having that relationship with my kids as far as, you know, being able to take them fishing, being able to take them hunting and that kind of thing. Yeah, you're so right, man. It's and it as parents, it can be challenging some days, obviously, because you want to be their friends so much. And right. sometimes you have to remember, like, you can't always be their friend first. You know, we have to be their parent first and be that, you know, the correct influence. Um, you know, just because, like you said, not yet yeah, nine or ten people, you don't want them to be influenced by. Right. And, you know, it's it says, you know, right in the Bible that, you know, we're as parents, we're responsible, you know, for our, for our children you know, in our families and that, you know, we'll be judged on that someday. Yep. You know, exactly. so it's, it's key that we're, you know, the, the, the man of the household is, is important. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, it's an important role that I think a lot of males are really uh, kind of 
kind of skipping out on there, skipping out on that role. Um, you know, fortunately, there's still a lot of guys that have that prioritized, and you can see that in their home life. You can see that in their marriage and in their mm-hmm. relationship with their kids and in their faith, their relationship with God. And you can see that the people that prioritize that, uh, you can definitely see the, the fruits of the labor, the fruits of the tree, as, you know, like you were mentioned with the, the Bible, you can see see these types of things in their life. And it's such an important such an important part as far yeah, as, like, uh, you know, having those those relationships. But, man. So what's it like? Let's go ahead and skip back here to hunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll change it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Father's Day week, man. We can. We'll, we'll, Father's Day week. That's we'll, right. We were a little bit of parenting tip one on one. Two or two or three days before, three or four days, I guess, before Father's Day. So this is what's on our mind. But exactly. so what's it like to you know hunt in South Dakota? I've never been out that way before. I've got uh, a couple of buddies of mine that have been out there doing some pheasant hunting, sure, doing some duck hunting and uh, bear hunting and that kind of thing up there. So. So what's it like being out there in South Dakota? Man, I feel lucky that I got to grow up here because um, there's a little bit of everything. You know, we have the upland game, the pheasant, the grouse hunting that is spectacular. Uh, we have, you know, we're still in the waterfowl corridor. So you have a long season, depending on where you're at in the state, of, of goose hunting. Uh, you know, you have duck hunting as well. Um, and then, you know, for me, I'm more of a big game guy. Um, so... We have a, a lot of opportunity for deer hunting. We have whitetail and mule deer, so that's that's pretty special having having both, and uh, opportunity to shoot really big whitetail and opportunity to shoot really nice mule deer. So um, that's really fun. You know, our state split between East River and West River, so the Missouri River jumps through South Dakota pretty much right down the center of the state. Um, so we have different seasons. Uh, for deer and it gives us it gives the residents a lot of opportunities um, and non-residents alike um, because you can obtain you know archery tags it 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 just changed it was pretty much over the counter for non-residents if you want to hunt public land early there there has been some changes over the last year about you know there's actually an application period now um, if you want to hunt public land early otherwise you have to wait until October, I believe the, the residents get like the first several weeks. Um, but there's like an East River. I can get a buck tag for East River with my bow, and I can get a buck tag for West River with my bow. And it's an any deer tag, um, or I can just buy one statewide. But if you're looking for, you know, to maximize your opportunity, I can grab a buck tag each side of the state. And that's just my archery tags. From there, um, there is seven different rifle or firearm seasons um, that we could apply for all in one year that just changed here recently too. Now we pick two of the seven. Um, I believe it's seven, six or seven to apply for in the first draw. So, I mean, there is a ton of opportunities uh, for, That's awesome. for big game hunting. And then, you know, we also have uh, our trail. We have rifle elk. We have Custer state park elk. We have uh, bighorn sheep tags. We have two mountain goat tags. Um, so it's pretty wicked, man. Obviously, we got great turkey hunting too, um, and that's a that's probably one of the best non-resident opportunities right there too is the turkey hunting. Um, but dude, it's it's pretty awesome. Now, granted, the elk and stuff like that; those are tough tags to obtain. Um, they, they, you know, they're anywhere from a you, know, you can get lucky and draw them early, but a lot of guys now, like my dad, drew a Black Hills bull tag this year at sixteen preference points. Um, so okay, I mean, yeah. it's it's taking some, some time. time. Yeah. yeah. I drew mine a couple years ago with 13. Um, like I mentioned, the Custer State Park, that one 
you know, people will probably never draw. There's close to 10,000 applicants. I believe it's a little over nine, like 9,300 applicants this last year and like eight tags, you know, yeah. so my dad's got 34 points. He's been applying since he was, you know, in his early twenties kind of thing. So it's, it's insane. Some of those, uh, some of the toughest hunts to draw in the entire country fall in South Dakota. Yeah, I think a lot of that is a, it's a balance because, you know, you could have, you know, open the doors and let everybody come in, but the, the quality of the hunts and the quality of the animals is just going to, it's going to drop dramatically. So I think, you know, having those types of systems and, um, you know, as, as I guess, unfortunate as it is for the individual hunter, you know, it's going to, of course, make the hunting experience for those that are drawn, you know, a, a much greater chance of being able to get an animal and much, uh, much higher quality, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Much mm-hmm. higher quality hunt because you're going to be able to hunt animals that are most likely mature. They've been able to evade hunters over the years, evade you know auto accidents and whatever it may be, uh, predators. So it's a uh, it, these uh these systems that they have across the states. I think it's uh they can be tricky, you know, like we yeah like we kind of mentioned, but they can also be you know good as far as being able to make sure that people not both residents and non residents have a chance at, at good quality hunts. And that, that sounds like what uh, South Dakota has, has going on for it. Yeah. And we, we also have some, some Buffalo tags as well, Custer state park. That's awesome. And uh, that's actually a really good non-resident opportunity too. I think the non-resident draw there is uh, easier than the resident draw, to be honest. So as of now, you got to bring in those people from out of state. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's an expensive tag, but it, uh, there's been some top 10 bulls taken out of there. So it's uh it's pretty neat. That's awesome. So the uh, mule deer and the whitetail there yeah. in South Dakota, are those like separate seasons or are they just kind of mesh them all as a deer season and you can kind of get one or the other? Or, yeah. You know, that's how, how, how do they kind of have that uh, divided there? Yeah, it's that's a great question. It's all one season. Um, so like for archery, uh, you're, you're getting your archery tag, you know, for us residents, it's September 1 through the end of the year. And uh, you're, get, you're buying an any deer tag. So you can shoot one or the other. Um, gotcha. all one season. Now rifle tags are a little bit different. Uh, you are putting in for, um, you know, certain units you're going to put in, you can choose whether you're going to put in for the any deer tag, which, you know, most people just call it a mule deer tag, because if you're putting in for the any deer tag, you're, you're trying to shoot a mule deer most likely. Yeah. Um, uh, and some of those units, you're, you're going to wait several years for, for an any deer tag. Um, some people just put in for, a whitetail only tag, a little bit easier to draw. Um, and uh, a lot of people put that in even for their second choice. So they might put in for that any deer tag on their first choice, put in for that whitetail on their second, because if they pull that second choice, uh, they don't get the preference point taken away. So it's, it's kind of strategy, uh, depending on what you're trying to do. Um, so there, there, but even that rifle, still the same season, um, no split up there. It's just dependent on what tag you have in your pocket. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Here in Kentucky, we have, uh, back in the late nineties, they introduced like, a um, the elk population reintroduced the elk population. Oh yeah. And we've got just kind of like a, um, it's like a full on lottery. Like everybody puts in, they draw out a certain number and there's no preference points or anything. So there's been a lot of people that have gotten frustrated and been kind of critical for the, the process, but I understand I've been putting in for it for, I don't know, a handful of years now, and of course haven't drawn yet. But yeah, I put in for that. Uh, I put in for it every year, the last three, four years. Yeah, 
so they they do their live drawing in like may and it's just yeah. kind of kind of a look of the draw type thing it's it's crazy how um you know just see, being somebody like here in the states and like just you know see, seeing how other residents respond to it it's just it's just crazy and you know it's just i guess it's just part of the part of the process though but yeah yeah they could definitely they could definitely afford to uh to raise that, that application oh, yeah. a little bit yeah, <laughs> it's, fun, it's fun but at the same time like i look at it two ways like to me it's like okay i can throw in for kentucky and it's like a raffle ticket yeah you know it's an inexpensive raffle ticket whereas you know when i apply for new mexico it's like no it's it's a big chunk of change on my credit card mm-hmm. you know what it makes you don't like I, I it would it would adjust things but at the same time i like that people have opportunity so i, I go back and forth yeah, it's, it's definitely like like you said with new mexico you've got to like you've got to make sure that you are willing to go like because I think the a lot of the issue that they have here is that they'll have people who get drawn, mm-hmm. and because they didn't really lose much money with the application process, they're like, well, I don't know if I really want to go, and then that that just loses a spot for somebody who could have gone. So I think it's a yeah. you know that's a little bit of an issue as far as you know having the the cheap application is that you're going to have people who you know they'll throw it in and then come August they'll be like, well, I don't want to go, so well, yeah, just lose it, that spot some guys might not look at that as an issue, yeah. um, but it's like, it, it, you know, those, those tags and those assumed uh, kills are, are part of the management plan. Right. And so it's a, yeah, it does play with that management plan a little bit. And uh, there's, there's a lot of things that go into it. Yeah, absolutely. man. All right. So let's go ahead and switch here, switch gears here. I'm going to do a 180 on you here. So, All right. <laughs> All right. so you've got a little bit of, of experience with podcasts now. I think you got, a lot more than I do. So what's the, uh, you know, the live beyond average podcast, you know, what's, For what's sure. the idea behind it? What's the inspiration? You know, what is the mindset behind live beyond average? I've listened to a few episodes, man. They are super awesome episodes. Hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah. So do Okay. So live beyond average actually started. Uh, so I'm filming, I, I'm going to start filming season eight of our TV show this fall. So Live Beyond Average started, I think, season two. At the end of season two, at one my early years of TV, we we always came up with a mantra every year uh, for the show. And so, like, one of our mantras one year was, like, everything to lose. Like, everybody always said, oh, I got nothing to lose. And so yeah. it, it always made me mad. So I was like, no, dude, like, you should approach your day like, like you have everything to lose, you know, not like you have nothing to lose. Like, if you have nothing to lose, you don't care, you know? Like, I don't know. It was, it was just my mindset. Yeah, so I think I we came up with that the mantra of live beyond average. So maybe it was the start of season three. And uh, we came up with that live beyond average, and that one just stuck. You know, it was just truly us. It was like we no longer had to search for, you know, a description of, you know, who we were and who, who I was and how I approached my day. Um, and so I've never picked another mantra for a season after that. It's just been that you know and it's kind of been you know a, a new tagline to our business that we never planned on it just happened um and so uh, oh man what's it been two years ago i forgot to do a podcast about that two years ago i started podcast it was in may um i was working for another company yet so i you know for the first seven years six and a half seven years of my business i was still working full-time for other companies and then still working 
full-time on Run2Gun trying to grow it so I could take it full-time someday. So I was yeah. hammering out long weeks for years. And I was working for a company that I thought I was really going to enjoy, and I absolutely just hated it. I mean, <laughs> truly hated it. And yeah. so, you know, I needed a new outlet um, for myself to just speak. Um, and, and I had, you know, I had been with, you know, at that point, Run Gun had been going for six years, and I'd finally felt like I earned my right to speak. I'd always kind of been quiet. I've laid back. I put out my work. You know, I, I tried to just let my work talk for me. You know, kept building experience, um, but I didn't feel like I ever had, you know, the right to say anything yet per se. And and part of it might have just been confidence. Um, you know, really diving in, being able to express you know, what was going on in my head. Um, and so I finally just kind of like, you know, I just knew it was like, dude, this is my, this is my time. I need this. So I, I literally started the podcast just for me to like an, an outlet to get away from this other job that I had. And I knew I hated this job so much that I had to start doing more for my business to continue branding, to give myself an opportunity for a year down the road or 18 months down the road to give myself an opportunity to be done with it. And so for me, I was like, okay, next step is a podcast. So um, I'm a video guy. I love videoing everything. So my podcast basically started with me just talk, you know, talking to my camera or me and a buddy sitting down, talking to the camera. I would put it up on YouTube. I'd rip the audio out. I'd upload it to podcast platform. I, I'm just a video guy. I like to do that. Um, so that's kind of how it started, man. And it just kind of kicked off. I didn't necessarily call it like the run to gun podcast. I just really wanted it aimed towards live beyond average, our mantra, because I wanted to be able to really encompass everything that we do because we're kind of a complicated brand. You know, run to gun got started to train hunters and outdoorsmen for hunts and upcoming adventures. And so we have the fitness side of things that we started in, you know, 2011, 2012, before it was a big fad. Uh, before it was part of the industry, it's not really a fad anymore. It's proved itself to be sustainable, um, but it's it it was before it was a big big thing, and so we have that part of our business, and we have the hunting part of our business, and we have the training part of our business, all these different little avenues, um, you know, nutrition, just living, you know, how exercise ties in for you to be a better husband, a better mother, a better father, and how it helps you make tougher decisions in life because of the discipline that's built. And so it's kind of a complicated brand like that. And that live beyond average just wraps and encompasses everything together. And it opens up doorways that I can sit down with people and talk about any subject in life. And it can relate back to live beyond average, whether it's getting ready for a bear hunt or basic nutrition. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome that you chose to use that platform and using your platform to, you know, really, go after that, that audience and go after people who are interested in that. Cause I think we are like in society in general, like the average is kind of like the, what we use for, I guess our, our, um, self-evaluation. And I think a lot of people, mm -hmm. they don't, they don't necessarily want to, you know, they don't want to go through the work. They don't want to go through the discipline and the, the whole, um, the whole process of being somebody who is above average. And like, I see that you see that in so many different avenues and so many different uh ways of life like you mentioned with being a father being a mother being uh you know 
good at your job, being yeah. somebody who's going to invest into other people, being, you know, uh, somebody who's going to follow God, being somebody, you know, who's going to hunt. Exactly. I mean, there's so many different avenues that we can go beyond average. And that's really awesome that you chose this as a way of doing that. And it's cool that you, you know, you spoke out and speaking something that's like in your heart. Like, I think we just get so uh, inundated with doing what everybody else wants to do that right. uh, we just don't, we just kind of keep all, all of our thoughts. We keep everything in and, you know, that's why I like podcasting so much because I can get on here and I can talk to awesome guys like you. I can talk to other people that and we can get on here. We can talk about the things that matter most to us, like hunting and, you know, our relationship with God, our family. Um, I mean, just all these things that, that matter to us. And there's not really anybody that can say anything differently about it. And that's why I love these platforms. And that's why I really wanted to reach out with you because I knew that was, those are things that, uh, you prioritize as well. And that's, that's great that you were able to do that. And I appreciate you, uh, you know, sharing that with me. Of course, man, it's been, it's been crazy. It's just funny how things work out. Um, and you know, like you said, it's all process. It's all just, you know, figuring out within yourself what it is that you enjoy doing. And then from there, figuring out like, okay, am I, if I, am I going to make a living on this? Is this something I, I thoroughly enjoy. Um, if it is something I love to do and I'm not making much on it, do I continue to still do it because I love it? It makes me happy, you know, and just, you know, finding your way through that Avenue, um, and just figuring it out. So, I mean, there's a lot of years, like I didn't pay myself a dime from run to gun till, uh, basically a, a year ago today, you know, yeah. about that time I, Put, reinvested every dime I had into it, let my other jobs that I work pay pay our bills and just use it to grow and just hope that someday, like, trust the process of it. You know, and there was a hundred times from day one to year seven that I was like, dude, is this worth it? Do, do I can, you know, like, this is a ton of energy. This is a lot of hours. Like, my, you know, it, but at the end of the day, it was like, I just love doing it. You know, it didn't feel like a bunch of work most of the time. It was fun. It's it's what I wanted to do. And so it was just, it was worth really going through that process. And a lot of, you know, the, the sucky days that you're like, what am I doing? Because you're tired and it's a lot of hours. But it's just accepting that process to get somewhere that takes a ton of work and sacrifice. And that, you know, that is what is so awesome, you know. It's, it's that process. It's not even that when you get to the point, it's that loving that whole journey to the point. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a firm believer that we all have something that we're passionate about. We all have something that, you know, really, <clears throat> really inspires us in our, in our bone, in our bones and in our soul. And we all have something that we can use to, you know, be, to contribute to other people and, you know, be able to make a difference in people's lives. And like, it's just, it's crazy to think that there's, there's people out there that they, they're okay with waking up and they're okay with, you know, going to a job that they hate coming home, sitting on the couch, you know, going to bed, eating junk food and repeating that process all over again. It's and that mentality. It's just, it's, it can be so detrimental. And, you know, of course, I know this is something that you can relate to with your, uh, with your podcast and with your brain and everything, but I just think there's so many, so many different things that life can offer that God has given us through this life that he has given us that 
you know, we, we all have all have something that we're passionate about. And we all have something that we can definitely contribute to to other people. Oh, 100 percent. You know, we all have gifts and it's just, you know, learning how to maneuver with those gifts and how to share them with others. That's purely what it is. You know, like you talk about that road, that, that process there, you know, there's so many times where I sat down, you know, you prayed and it was like, OK, you know, if, if, if you want me to keep going on this road. Like mm-hmm. you ask God, like, you know, is this where I'm supposed to be? Cause like putting a ton of energy towards it. Like, I don't want to be wasting energy if this isn't where you want me. Like, am I not listening? You know, but then another door would open and another door would open. And I always just knew and just believed like, okay, he like, I, I'd, I'd ask it. I let literally be like, you know, just cl- if this isn't where you want me, like close the doors and make it obvious because like, is it just me selfishly wanting to continue doing it? Right. You know, chasing run to gun, chasing where once one where I want it to be, or is it what you know what you want me to do, where you want me right now, you know, and I just something else would open, something else can continue it, you know, um, and it's just kind of crazy. I'm just a believer in 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 that, you know, that it's where I'm supposed to be right now, and and that energy spent was is is what is supposed to be happening. Yeah, that's something I've, I've definitely uh, experienced as well with the, this podcast. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I started this in the April April of last year is when I started okay. it. Right. And it was gaining some ground and that kind of thing, doing good over the summer. And then October came around. And uh, at the beginning of October, my dad passed away just kind of suddenly uh, for some heart issues that he had. And yeah. um, at that point, you know, like I took about, I don't know, I think it's probably four, five months off. Yep. And just kind of reevaluate, just kind of see, like, do I really want to keep using this platform? Do I really want to keep investing all this time and this money into this? Do, is this something that's going to be, you know, and basically I was kind of doing like what you were saying. I was, I was praying to God. I was like, is this really, you know, like what, what, what I'm supposed to be doing here? And this is, is this really, you know, something that you want to me to continue on? Yeah. And then it's like the next day I got a, uh, message from somebody asking, you know, like what's the, what's going on with the podcast. And it was like, okay, I guess this is something <laughs> I need to get going again. So it's not crazy. Uh, it, it's crazy how all that stuff works out and it's, it's cool. And, you know, it's just, the uh, just, you know, seeing, seeing God in the whole process and, um, you know, being obedient and being exactly. somebody who's going to, uh, you know, do and pursue God and, do the things that he's asking us to do. It's just, uh, it's just an incredible experience. And I know that's something that, uh, you've got some experience with as well. And, you know, the whole thing with your, uh, your platform here recently, it looks like you've been doing a lot of your, uh, like the 10 minute tales. I've been, those things have been Mm -hmm. so cool to, to, you know, you're reaching out to people from literally all across the country and you're just sitting there having like a chat with them you know, just kind of hearing their story and that, that passion, it's, it's infectious. So what's that kind of look like as far as the, the 10 minute tales go for you? Yeah. So, you know, what happened was it was just that lag dead time in the year for me where there's like, you know, there's not a lot of podcast subjects, you know, not a lot of, you know, post hunts to talk about, you know, it's winter time up here. It's disgusting and gross and boring (laughs) for so long. And, uh, it just, I, I was struggling to come up with new content for the podcast. And I had a buddy that was like, dude, we've talked about, you know, just telling, telling stories, you know, for like 10 minutes about all of our hunts kind of thing. 
And uh, I was like, yeah, you're totally right. Like, I need to do more of that. And I'm like, but honestly, like, you know, everybody's heard about all my stories and my hunts. Like, we've talked about that. Like, they've followed our show for six, seven years. Like, why don't we get them on talking about their, you know, their favorite hunts and just, you know, 10 minute quick talk. Um, you know, we can do it, do it on Instagram. Um, go on Instagram live. I can just screen record, rip the audio off. It's kind of a pain in the butt, but it's like, it's a good opportunity. So the whole thought process was let's just use our platform for, you know, some of our fans or followers or friends, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, they, they've been loyal following for how long, or even if it's been a week and, you know, let them use our platform to tell, you know, their story. And so, you know, we aim for that 10 minutes. Sometimes it ends up being 20, sometimes it ends up being six, whatever it is. But, um, it, just a cool opportunity to use what we've already kind of built to let somebody else talk and tell their favorite hunting experience or one of their best hunting memories, whatever it is, or how they're getting into it. We've had a couple guys, you know, one guy that he's an archer that lives in New York City, you know, like wow. not the most awesome. common thing in the world, probably. And so just kind of told about how he got into it in his first, uh, first turkey hunt on some public land, like outside of New York city, like insane, really cool. And so just wanted to give an opportunity to, to other, just, just people anywhere to tell, tell their story, like always looking for more people to do it. Um, and it's, it's been fun, man. We're going to continue to continue to get people on, on to do that and just use our platform. And then it just builds a whole new connection to like using our social platforms to personally connect with more people on that face-to-face basis, which in turn, like long run too, just, it just builds such a stronger brand and community. So. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I've, I've enjoyed sitting there watching a few of those and, uh, uh, I've seen some people on there that I, I knew that I've connected with on social media or other uh, yeah. ways. And I've also been able to, you know, kind of connect with people that I don't know. So you kind of get all these people from all over the place and we all have different backgrounds and be able to, sh- to hear their stories it's pretty inspirational. It's pretty cool to be able to, you know, have this platform, the social media platform where we can, you know, we have the the opportunity to connect with, like I live here in Kentucky and you're in South Dakota. We can literally click with, or connect with each other by clicking a button. I mean, and you know, yeah, guys over in New York city or Chicago or uh, down in Texas, California, I mean, just all over the place. And it's just cool how you've used that platform to, to hear people's stories and hear the background. That's, that's awesome. Dude, it's been fun, and, like, there's so many creative ways, you know, to do stuff just slightly differently or to just do these little things that, you know, just build that community. It's it's fun. We did kind of in the heart of, you know, all the COVID crap back in, you know, March, yeah. early April around here. You know, we – me and my wife just jumped on one night, did a trivia night on Facebook Live, and just asked a bunch of – really just deep dive questions and like for true fans of run to gun TV. And it was the most watched live, like interactive thing we have ever done on our socials. Like we had 4,000 views, like impressions and like in an hour, That's it, awesome. was, it was crazy. Like we've never had anything quite like that. And it was literally like an hour before it was a Saturday night, eight o'clock, like just kind of came to me like, dude, do a run and gun trivia night. So I literally just, made a quick graphic on Photoshop, posted it. It was like, hey, we're going live at 9 p.m. for running gun trivia, first ever. Like, jump on to win prizes. 
like pulled out a bunch of our stuff that we had, like some old hats and shirts that we had left over, like some of our new products. And we literally just like started asking crazy questions from the show. People jumping on, trying to answer them to win stuff. Like super fun. People got to escape, you know, got to get their minds off of stress and all connect with each other, have some fun. Like, yeah, it was fun that they got to learn a few things that maybe they didn't know, but like, yeah, that's so generic and dumb. Like they don't need to know any of that. It was purely from just that, you know, offering an outlet for people to have some fun and have some entertainment. And like, that's a big part of our brand that I always try to remember. Like when I'm creating more content for people, I'm like, I'm always looking to, okay, how do I add value? How do I add value? Like, are they getting anything out of this? And I, I tend to overstress. And then I had to remember like, Hey, part of value is entertainment too. You yeah. know, it doesn't always have to be like, how-to video or you know a learning like so much of what we all try to do is that stuff but like as creators or brand operators whatever it is having a podcast you know like like this whatever it is like entertainment in itself is value like that is how you know we escape that is how we get our mind off stress you know that's how we have fun sometimes and uh i think that's just a big reminder for all of us that create content you know entertainment it's huge Absolutely. Yeah. So adding value is definitely something that, you know, is, is an important aspect. And, you know, that entertainment aspect is something that a lot of times in in those, you know, those platforms that have like a lot of the how to's and all that kind of thing, they, they just forget that aspect. And, you know, people, yeah. especially during that time, you know, you mentioned this was back in March. During that time, that was a very stressful time for a lot of people all across the world and all across the country. Right. And, you know, to just jump on there and, you know, just give somebody something else to think about at the time is just, that's pretty cool that you guys did that. I missed that. I'm gonna have to go back and check that out. Cause uh, I missed that part. And um, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to see that. That's, that's pretty cool. We did screen record it and, uh, and throw it up on our YouTube for fun too. Um, yeah, well, there to. is a copy of it. So uh, on our YouTube, it, it's under our, I think we posted it under the live beyond average podcast. So shouldn't be too far back. Awesome. Awesome. I'll definitely have to check it out. But, a lot of uh, your platform too is, you know, diving into the the aspects of being healthy and being yes. healthy in life. And we've already kind of discussed this a little bit and being healthy as a hunter. So what kind of things does, you know, run to gun and, you know, your other, your other avenues of, you know, business, what kind of things do you offer as far as that goes? For sure. So, um, you know, obviously we started it to train hunters and outdoorsmen for hunts. I went to school, uh, got a degree in sports exercise and wellness um and then started training after college um so originally you know we wanted to really focus on just you know training hunters and stuff but it's funny because 90 percent of my clientele are generic population everyday people wanting to be healthier you know um mm -hmm. so you know we do we do both uh definitely build out and periodize programs for people to uh resistance training cardiovascular um, to really just get stronger, be healthier. Um, you know, for some people it is losing 50 pounds, you know, for some people I have a husband and wife that are 62 that have trained with me for the last four and a half years that for them, it's, they just want to be healthy and they want to walk their grandkids, be there for their wedding day. You know, and awesome. they, they literally tell me that on mornings that cause they train at six, six thirty AM three days a week. And they're, you know, there's mornings they're, they're human that they don't want to get up and come in but they're always there and they're just like, we always kind of joke around about it. Like, 
I'll be like, oh, no, you're doing this for Abby. Like, don't forget, you know, like you drop one of their grandkids' names. And uh, it's really cool because that is their motivation. And so, and, and I, I love, I've loved to see that swing. You know, when I first started in, you know, 2011 training people, you know, the shows, bodybuilding, stuff like that was so prevalent where I lived um, that so much, I, those first couple years of it was like, Everybody was doing it for the vanity reasons, the vanity metrics, and it got really tiresome. And it's just been fun to see that pendulum swing over and really turn. And I think a lot of people's perspective on health and fitness has really switched from this, like, how good can I look to how good can I feel? And yeah. so it's been really fun from, you know, a health professional, a personal trainer standpoint, a strength coach standpoint to see this because that that's the longevity side of things. That's how, you know, you don't just do it for 90 days and quit. You know, that's how it turns into just part of the daily routine. And that, that's what we try to preach is the, you know, building discipline. Um, that is what we, uh, I teach with all my, to all my clients is just, is this about building discipline? This is, and when you challenge yourself physically, what happens, right? You build mentality. When, when you, when you challenge yourself physically, you're building a stronger mind and then, it's just like you're building a bigger building every day. Cause when you build a stronger mind, what happens? You can push yourself more physically because you're stronger mentally. And so it's just a circle that feeds off each other. Um, and you're just going to find yourself building better discipline again to make tougher decisions in life. When something happens and you need, you know, it, your character is built by all these things that we do when people aren't looking. And part of that is the training or the nutrition. And so when you, build strong discipline there we build better character for that when we're tempted in life or when we have tough decisions that you're either going to choose to take road right and do the right thing or take road left and veer off course and i just i'm a firm believer that fitness and health can help us do that but yeah just kind of go off what you're saying it's just uh you know it's it's so cool to you know hear that story because i think whenever people they hear you know somebody that's healthy like they i think naturally in their mind they automatically think of somebody who's i don't know maybe in their early 30s late 20s who's probably ripped and been you know exercising and eating healthy for you know five ten years or whatever it is but i think the idea of discipline and the idea of exercise it's something that's for everybody and you know to hear yeah. that to hear that story about the people um is folks that you have that you're working with that are in their 60s and getting up early and getting in there and working hard and they have those motivators. I think it's it's something that can relate to everybody. Like everybody's got something that motivates them, whether it's, you know, maybe it is how they look, but in most cases, nine times out of 10, it's going to be how they feel because quality of life is something that's going to stick with you forever. It's going to be something that is going to be able to make your life better. And it's going to be able to make you uh, enjoy getting out of bed and or at least enjoy it more <laughs> for yeah. some people it's gonna it, it's gonna really allow you to you know continue on with with life and the way you look is just it's gonna be a benefiting factor like if you're if you're doing things to work on your health anyway you're gonna end up looking better it's just gonna right. happen <laughs> i mean so i always tell my clients is it's the bonus it's it's like the bonus you get the reward you get for doing what you should do anyway um so it's, it's pretty cool man um my most dedicated clients are between 60 and 75, you know, like those are the ones that never miss. Those guys are just, uh, they're absolute warriors. Like I said, I mean, a lot of people think of, uh, the younger ones being the ones that are healthy or whatever, but it's those guys that just get in there and they just, you know, they crank it out and they, 
they have they have different motivators and their motivator is literally to be able to do things like walking down the aisle uh, at yeah. a wedding or to be able to take their grandkids fishing or be able to you know still climb up in a tree stand when you're 60 exactly. years old i mean exactly. it's those types of things that that are uh are motivating for a lot of people and that's something that you guys offer as far as your exercise programs right so yeah is that something that is a online program is that something that's in person or is it a hybrid or what's that kind of look like as far as the run to gun exercise deals yeah it's it's both so i do um a specific amount of hours a week where i am one-on-one with people or you know one-on-three whatever it is um so i have my my personal clients that way and then i have i also have then my personal clients that are online so like let's just use you as an example you could have a program and that i periodize for you on a week-to-week basis i read out your your routine uh, you know exactly what you're going to do from a warm-up standpoint reps sets uh, rest period everything when you step in the gym so it's like getting a homework assignment essentially um, and you complete that assignment. Uh, so I have, I have that. And then even on top of that, then, um, I have a lesser, um, priced option. Um, that is our members section on our website. Uh, that's just a nine ninety nine dollar option. So you're spending under 10 bucks a month and, uh, we post a daily workout there. Um, like right now I'm doing my 80 days to backcountry. uh, workout so i'm getting ready for a big hunt in nevada here in august an elk hunt and uh so i decided to share um our tv show we show like you know 10 to 12 workouts but i do getting ready for hunts every year well this is showing on like a daily or bi-daily basis what i'm actually doing and so on the video show like you know 70 percent of that the online members section is actually giving you exactly what i'm doing so you're gonna if you if you're a member and you're logged in, you're seeing what I did for my warm up that day. You're seeing my workout, my reps, what my rest period was, um, and I, I have people that mimic that and follow that as well. Um, so that's another option for people. So there's multiple options that people have from the training standpoint there. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome that you're doing it with them. I mean, like I think a lot of people, a lot of coaches, a lot of trainers and that kind of thing, that's so easy for them to kind of sit back and, you know, it's like, here's what you need to do and that kind of thing. Yeah. But, you know, whenever, I mean, you know, being like a student or being a client or whatever it is, being somebody who is, you know, following somebody's lead to see that person doing the same thing that they're asking you to do, it just does something for them as far as, your, you know, their, their uh, mental acceptance, I guess of the task that you give them. That's awesome that you're doing that. Oh dude, sharing the suffering is, is like key to connecting with people. You know, I have so many guys that have been members for a while and I can see when everybody logs in, right. You know, so from the back end of the website and I have multiple guys that I know haven't logged in in a while. And I started this 80 days to backcountry video series and they saw that I was posting the full workouts on the members section. And so they started working out, you know, two weeks ago when this started hammering it again and now they're texting me every single day and they're like dude that that workout totally sucked but that was awesome like how did you do on like what was your time on this like whatever it was like it's just funny how it, it, it reconnects guys and when they when you're sharing that suffering with them you know what they're actually starting to get out of it and how they're pushing themselves differently um so it goes to show you like that we're supposed to be connected as humans. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty neat. 
you've also got a supplemental line as well that you kind of involve with your uh live beyond average brand and the yeah. run to gun brand and you um I was kind of looking at that. So what, what is it that kind of really sets apart your, your supplemental line seeker from others? I know you see a lot of uh, different ones out there and what is it about yours that really, really sets it apart? Dude. So kind of crazy how that got started. Um, back in 2011, when we were building run to gun, I was sitting down with a buddy at a table and we were, he was helping me with some, making some sales decks because I was, I didn't know anything about editing or anything back then yet or design. And we were joking around. He's like, dude, let's just build this brand. So someday in, we were both like, yeah, I want to start a supplement line someday. Like let's build the brand up so we can start a supplement line someday. Granted, like this is back when I'm fresh out of college, I'm 22 years old. And I literally has been like a back dream of mine to do that. And so here we are, you know, seven, eight years later, nine years later, whatever it is. And uh, yeah, last year I just finally, I, I had worked for a supplement company on the franchise side of things previous to to this um you know for 18 months and so i learned a ton about the supplement industry uh learned a boatload about ingredients um just really built up my knowledge there um and so when i got out of that it kind of i i had built up my brand enough at that point where i felt like okay maybe it's the time you know that i can maybe swing this and make it work um, and I'd had opportunities in the past to work with other, other supplement companies, uh, as far as partnering with run to gun, um, multiple different companies. And I, I almost partnered with another one, you know, just prior to this, thankfully, I was so thankful at the time I was kind of pissed off. Thankfully yeah. I, you know, we were going to partner with one of them and make like a, a signature line, like a run to gun signature line and communication just kind of fell through. And I, it kind of made me mad. And then I finally was like, no, dude, like, that's like, what am I doing? Like, go do your own thing. Like, you don't want to be, I don't want to rely on other brands for my, my personal income. Like yeah. I've always felt that way, even from the sponsorship side of things to selling commercials for our show. I'm like, all of that is pendant. Like whether somebody wants to work with me or sponsor me, whatever, whatever it is, is so pendant on them. So pendant on dependent on the economy on what they can afford that I'm like, I just don't want to do this. Like I want to build my own brand, do my own thing. I'd rather risk it all doing that. Um, it was just my personal thought. And so finally last year it was, I started working on it in like April last year and we had our first product out, uh, you know, pre-order mid August last year. Um, and, uh, so it, we, we shipped out first products in September um, so we're not even a year yet, technically, um, for our, our supplement line. Uh, and it's, it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we have right now, it's called Seeker. Um, so we have a couple flavors out of Seeker. It's a mental focus, hydration, and energy blend supplement. It's pretty sweet. It combines three different nootropics with a full electrolyte blend, five different electrolytes. So like Gatorade has two. Um we have a full five electrolytes and then a hundred milligrams of caffeine. So nothing that you're going to get like massively spiked on, like drinking a bang. And then you have 300 in and you shouldn't drink another one that day. People do, <laughs> but you shouldn't. And so, so it's something that you can take a couple different times a day. We specifically designed it to be in a small container, but still hold 30 servings. So if you were going in the back country 
you could take, you know, a, the full 4.2 ounce container, have 30 servings, don't have to worry about rationing single serve packets all the time, um, and have everything you need there. So we did that a little bit differently than some other companies. Um, we dropped a second flavor of that, and then we dropped a what we call the Live Beyond Average drinkable multivitamin. So we dropped that full spectrum multivitamin that is again in the small container uh is drinkable so you're getting in better hydration you're absorbing better um so that's been really cool all of our ingredients on our labels are transparent so you know exactly how much of everything that is in there so some companies they put a like a blend in and you can see what's in there but they have the total like oh the total of all the stuff equals five grams okay well how much of each am i getting Right. So like ours, we break down, you can see exactly how much of every ingredient you get. So just very transparent that way. Uh, we are coming out with a third flavor of seeker here. It's going to be out very soon about, uh, I think two, two to four weeks, two to four weeks. I just signed off on the final, uh, flavor test yesterday, actually. Uh, so we'll be getting that in really quick. And then we have a surprise, uh, new release product coming out about that same time frame. So we're continuing to grow, uh, coming out with additional products. We will continue that um, as well. So it, it's been exciting, man. Um, and then our products are made in the USA as well. So we're we're a small family-owned business. You know, we do we every shipment that goes out is is being shipped by myself or my wife if I'm gone. So it's like we're doing all of this. It's not like it's coming out of some big warehouse somewhere with no connection to anybody. Um, this is definitely our small business. Um, part of our brand, we take a lot of pride in it. You know, we take a lot of pride in making this in the USA and uh, building a family brand and doing it the right way. That's awesome that you guys are able to do that all within the states. I mean, that's really cool that you're, you know, you, you have prioritized that because I think so many com- companies, so many, you know, different supplement lines, really just so many, uh, so many companies in general, they, you know, they send those things out internationally, and I think that just has an effect on you know, the whole product and the whole, uh, the whole manufacturing process in general. And that's awesome that you've been able to do that within the United States. And, you know, a lot of supplements that I've seen, you know, whether you're at, you know, whatever store it is, yeah, you see them in these huge containers. And that's something that I think a lot of people, they don't really think of. You, you see these huge containers, you open it up and only you know, like three quarters of it's filled up. So that's awesome that you guys have, you know, you've had the mentality of a hunter having this in the backcountry and being able to throw it in the backpack without having this huge jug of stuff that they have to carry around. That's really oh, cool. Yeah. That you, that's something that you have prioritized. Yeah. It's been, it's been fun. And it's, it's funny because you learn about even like stuff like that on, you know, how much extra room you need in the bottle to fit a scoop, to still get your hand in there to still yeah. like, there's so many variables like that that go into the design of everything. Um, but the, yeah, I mean the see this, the actual product seeker is just fun in that sense because it is like yeah you can take it in the backcountry and benefit, but you know you can also benefit sitting right here at your desk, you know because it's not necessarily just a pre workout. It doesn't have a bunch of it doesn't have like creatine, beta alanine, um, things like that in it that are specific for performance. This is like literally specific for better mental focus, better hydration. So like yeah, you're sitting at your desk every day. We have you know a lot of people that are farmers that are in the tractor that are, are rocking it up here in South Dakota during planting season uh, because they're just getting better focused. They're not drinking three bangs a day or a monster. Um, right. 
and uh, just a little bit, you know, maybe maybe a healthier option for them to lower that caffeine intake, um, but still get in focus and energy um, and just kind of balance those things versus uh, drinking three cups of coffee followed by a couple monsters every day. So um, that, that is why I designed it. I just felt like for me, there was just something missing that I wanted in my day and I wanted to balance that what I needed. And so that's how kind of how it got designed. It's been kind of fun. That's awesome. I'll, I'll make sure that whenever I put the uh, show notes together for this, that I'll include all the links for all your products in the show notes. That way, if anybody listening, they want to check them out, then they can just go down there, click on those and they'll send it right to them. And I appreciate yeah. you sharing, sharing let, that. Let's uh, lo- let me get a, a box made up for you. I'll ship it out for you. And uh, let's let's get over like a discount code for your listeners or something for this. For this yeah, episode. let's do that. Yeah, we can definitely get that together. And I'll uh, I'll include this in my little uh, intro as well. We'll, we'll definitely get that together. So whenever I buy, I guess by this point, by the time they're listening to this, they'll be able to uh, they'll would have already heard it. But yeah, uh, I'll include it. I'll include that into sh- in the show notes as well. I think that's a great idea. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome, man. Awesome. So I got one more question for you before yeah. I kind of let you let you go here and. I appreciate you talking with me today, but this is something that I always ask all my guests and I get all kinds of responses and I I love hearing the responses. So my question for you, my closing question here is what does hunting mean to you? Dude, that's such a good question. And like, I could ramble for the next hour. You want to go another hour? (laughs) We can go another hour on this. Good. (laughs) You know, dude, hunting for me is just, it's like, okay, this Everything sounds cheesy, right? When somebody goes, oh, what's, what's something mean to you? Like, oh, it means everything to me. Like, super cheesy, right? Um, so I don't want to say it like that. But, like, hunting definitely for me is is a serenity that just gets me creative. It puts me back to where I need to be and definitely connects me. Um, I, I definitely can tell when I'm, when I'm out on my hunts, especially when I'm on my bigger hunts where I'm out, away from cell phone service, away from people just have my brother with me who's my cameraman um i can definitely tell that that's areas where we as humans thrive in um out in the outdoors um my creativity level skyrockets during the hunting season when i'm out and about more or when i'm even in the summer when i'm out fishing my my mental clarity is hunting is the only place my mental clarity is matched to post-workout you know that feeling you get when you really challenge yourself the really hard workout you get this next level of of just excitement of mental clarity you're so exhausted but your mind's very clear hunting is the only other area where i feel that same mental clarity you know way less anxiety of life of worries that we get as humans about some of the dumbest stuff um and so for me, it's really that serenity, that escape um, to, and, and it's not an escape from reality. It's an escape to reality. Absolutely. R- really, um, that that what it is and where we where we should be and where we should focus. Um, very much important time and bringing it full circle, very all the way back to the beginning of our podcast, where we should focus our time with the people that are closest to us, like our kids and our family. Um, because I think if you know. I had this big conversation with my wife here last week about, you know, building toughness in kids. And, and I think it's a great place where, you know, we ourselves can build this toughness and learn how to cope with things the right way, instead of just curling up in a ball and trying to escape and quit 
you know, I, I really believe that is a place where, you know, we actually learn how to face fears head on. We learn how to face difficulties head on. And it's where a place where we can take our families and our kids to learn about life, learn how to cope with life, learn how to deal with problems and issues the right way. So that is definitely what hunting is to me. And that whole challenge of it that is unknown is how we get better as humans in everyday life. And that's awesome. That's an awesome response. I love the way you put that. It's an escape to reality. Because, I mean, everything that we kind of see here, uh, you know, the whole social media, we've talked about that quite a bit. But all that is, it's not the things that matter because the things that matter the most are the ones that are under your roof. And, you know, being out and hunting and that kind of thing, it, it reprioritizes those things and allows you that clarity and focus. And that's that's awesome. I appreciate you sharing that with me. Of course. Of course, but, man. I'm pumped you had me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I appreciate you being on the show. So where can everybody, where can they connect with you? Where can they see your products? And like I said, I'll include all the, the links and everything that I've been able to find. So where can they connect with you? You know, the run to gun, uh, live beyond average, all those brands that you, that you kind of affiliate with. For sure. So, uh, at run to gun are all my social media handles. Just R U N, uh, the number two G U N no spaces, just run to gun. That's our YouTube that is our Facebook, our Instagram, our Twitter, <laughs> our TikTok. Everything is is run to gun. So we made it nice and easy for you. Um, it, and then on the podcast wise, you can just jump on any major platform and type in um, hashtag Live Beyond Average. Um, I think you can probably even search Run to Gun because it's 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 called Live Beyond Average by Run to Gun. So you might be able to type in Run to Gun and, and find that as well. Um, so we're on, on. I think pretty much every single. A major platform there to listen um and then yeah if you want to check out our products obviously like it, you're going to find them on our social medias like posting about them um but if you just want to you know directly go look at them check out the labels whatever it is uh just run to gun.com um and then you'll see the shop our our store right there on the shop tab and uh you can check it all out so that's continually building we got three SKUs out we'll have five SKUs out probably within another within a month so we're, we're working on building, getting everything out for you guys. All right, man. I'm definitely going to include those links. I'll include all that information in the show notes. And uh, after we stop recording here, me and Jordan, we're going to get the, the code figured out. So you guys can yeah. go and check out the, the the products that are on there using the code. So man, I, I appreciate you being today. on the, I'm so, sorry, what you say? <laughs> I'm generous today. So I think we're going to give them a big, a big discount. Oh man, that's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate you being on the show, man. This was a really fun okay. conversation. I appreciate you, you know, being on the Rise Elite podcast with me. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, man. And I hope this is uh, the start of a, a new friendship. Thank you guys for listening to the Rise Elite podcast today. If you want to check out Run to Gun and all the products offered, head over to runtogun.com. So that's R-U-N, the number two, gun.com run to gun.com today and use the promo code rice kill eat 25 that's all lowercase rice kill eat all together the number two the number five and you'll take 25 percent off of your order so be sure to check that out today also you can connect with me on instagram and facebook on instagram you can find me at the handle at rice kill eat like the name of this show and then on facebook at the URL facebook.com slash RKE afield. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with Jordan and make sure that you guys subscribe on your podcast platform so you don't miss out on the conversations to come. Catch you guys next time.